This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as the Electric Circus. It's Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app. Series so X and Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Give it up to us at Triple H say ESPN. 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Eagles beat the Kansas City Chiefs last night on Monday Night Football 21-17. Eagles with the best record in the NFL at 9-1. Kansas City 7-3. Concerns about the Eagles or the Chiefs? Or are we going to see a Super Bowl 50? Did we see a Super Bowl 58 preview last night? Let us know at 888-729-3776. The one thing I'll throw at you, Harry Douglas, because you understand this. The narrative is not so much that the Eagles won it, or that the Chiefs lost it, that the Chiefs wide receivers, Ooh. they weren't able to step up and make those kind of plays, especially that one throw that a lot of people are talking about. Kansas City has the chance to try to win this game. Patrick Mahomes throws a dart down the middle of the field. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has it on his chest, in his arms, and then the ball hit the ground as he fumbled it out of his, complete from his chest, out of his hands. Patrick Mahomes... Not doing that pointing the finger thing. He was like, "Look, yeah, I mean, I have no regret. I mean, they triple team Travis, so I went to the guy that was that one downfield, and Marquez won. Dude just didn't didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open. So, uh, yeah, you just got to continue to to try to get better and better. Defense is keeping us in games, and if we can find a way to just get a little bit better as an offense, we're going to win a lot of these games. And Kenny Lane hit us on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, Age Ducks eighty three, and he says, "Freddie, I'll ask you this because you're around my age. We're both around fifty seven, fifty eight is the ability to catch the ball a lot worse than it used to be. Teams like Kansas City and Baltimore would be damn near unstoppable if they had dudes or at least a dude that can catch. What do you think? (laughs) Hell no. The ability to catch the football in 2023 is way greater than it was in 1982. It just really is because you look at how, you know, gloves are made nowadays. And I would recommend any player that is catching the football on the field to get cutters. That's what I wore. I had a sponsorship deal with Cutter Gloves. And even in the rain, they worked tremendously. I just never caught the football when it was raining outside. I always took it off because I wanted to feel, you know, the football with my bare hands. Okay. But I think it's easier to catch passes now. I think back in the day, a lot of people used their bare hands, and but you would also see their hands bleeding and, and ripped up from how hard quarterbacks threw the football because of the seams on the football, right, and, and how hard is actually hitting guys' hand. So I think it's easier now. Uh, I just think when it comes to the Chiefs wide receivers, those guys, they need to build their confidence back. I think a lot of those guys are thinking about the drops entirely too much while games are going on. And I just think they need to get to a point to where, you know, they're overly confident in their abilities. And I think that starts in practice, right? Getting back mm-hmm. to the basics, Freddie. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. before practice, going out there early, catching footballs on the jugs machine. You know, while, while the d- defense is up against scout team, we used to, and when I was in Atlanta, Matt Ryan, he would throw us routes on a different, on the side field. Yep. Or, we would just throw amongst each other, me, Roddy White, Julio Jones, Tony Gonzalez, but still having the the, the, the catching um, tight poles, right? But not just standing there, but making a football move. And there are other little drills that you can do, but I think getting back to the basics and binge catching footballs. Okay. I don't think you can catch enough of them to the point to where your confidence is that it's through the roof and you're not thinking about, hey, I need to catch this football when it's coming to you. You just naturally do it. You look at the Eagles wide receivers, and I mentioned that the Eagles have have what the Chiefs need 
they don't have a lack of attention to fundamentals and details. The Chiefs don't have that on defense. They're fundamentally sound, and they make Mm -hmm. plays. The Chiefs' offensive line, they fixed those kind of problems with their tackles that were holding machines early in the year, or they were just not protecting the quarterback well enough, or they were not lined up properly. They've kind of fixed that problem. They've been better at the fundamentals. Their quarterback, even when he goes off script, he's better at the fundamentals. That's what the Chiefs' wide receivers need that the Eagles have. You, if you have a play against the Eagles, it's because that play was successful, not because they were lacking in fundamentals or out of place. You have to beat them with plays. You have to scheme them with plays and trust that your playmakers are going to be able to make that. But when they need the catches to be made, DeAndre Swift in the screen game, Devontae Smith down the right side, the one target of A.J. Brown, it was no chance he was dropping that football. That's what the Chiefs need at that position of wide receiver. They need those fundamentals you just talked about that the Eagles have all over the place, that the Chiefs defense, they have the running back position crying out loud. The running back position, Isaiah Pacheco, has been tremendous with Kansas City. He's not worried about dropping the football or fumbling the football. He protects that football and keeps it close, and he makes plays to help out their quarterback. They need that toughness that the Eagles have all over the place that the Chiefs wide receivers have not had all season long. With 26 drops from one position? Come on now. I mean, they... they the Kansas City Chiefs, they had five drops last night. I think I don't think two was worse than the one to Valdez Scantley, and he didn't catch it for a touchdown that potentially could have been the game winner. But the fourth and 25, Patrick Mahomes found a way to put the football right where it needed to be, and Justin Watson dropped it on fourth and 25. How many coaches can just sit up here and say, you know what, we got a play call for fourth and 25? <laughs> Not many, but when you have Patrick Mahomes – any and everything is possible. And he put the ball exactly where it needed to be. If Justin Watson catches that football and the Kansas City Chiefs go down and score, Can you imagine? We're, we're not talking about Valdez Scantley today dropping that football. Now, right. we may mention it, yeah. but we're not harping on it in the, in the manner that, that we are uh, currently right now uh, on ESPN Radio. No doubt. No doubt. We're, not even talking, we're talking more about the Eagles, okay? That's yes. a game that you guys had and the Chiefs call it a comeback. Either way, I th- still think both of these teams are going to benefit. I still think it's going to be a Super Bowl preview before the season got started. I said we're going to see a Super Bowl rematch. I'm not going to back off of that. But can those concerns, the Eagles on one side, winning quote-unquote ugly, is that a concern? The Chiefs wide receivers, maybe even a bigger concern for that team than maybe for anybody else in the National Football League. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. In about five minutes, our producer Shannon Penn is going to stop by and tell us, these teams have this Achilles heel, and is it enough to keep that team from winning a championship? That comes your way in five minutes. But you take over the nation right now at 888-729-3776. Getting your thoughts on the Chiefs losing to the Eagles. Eagles beating the Chiefs last night on Monday Night Football. Phil in North Carolina. Phil, what you got? Um, I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. Uh, you look at it, they need to run the damn ball. You know, uh, Eagles were sitting back last night just waiting on them to throw. Pachenko's great, run the ball. Now, I'm a Dolphins fan. But I know we're a year away. But they're going to get Nick Bolton in a couple weeks healthy. That's going to solidify that run defense. And I trust Andy Reid till the end of time. 
And also trust that schedule coming up when it comes to Kansas City. Yes, Lord. At the Las Vegas Raiders, they always beat them. At the Green Bay Packers, it's all about a team that's a year away. Home versus Buffalo, that's going to get tricky because the Buffaloes, I think, will be better than what we see or saw before they played the Jets on Sunday. At the New England Patriots, they'll quit by then. Versus the Las Vegas Raiders at home, the Raiders are never beating the Chiefs. The Bengals at home without Joe Burrow. And at the Los Angeles Chargers, who may not have their head coach by then. That schedule sets up that maybe you can lessen that concern with the wide receivers not playing great secondaries in the next bunch of games until the playoffs get started. Um, but it's still going to be a concern for me because this is the team at the time, right? I think that's when Denver's win streak really started, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. It was City, against yep. the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And, yep. and, and that wide receiver room across the board, whether it was drops, muff punts, fumbling the football, uh, really allowed the Denver Broncos to feast and feed off of those turnovers that allowed Denver to actually win that football game. So it's going to be a concern with me until my eyes I see otherwise until I see these guys consistently be yeah. able to make these plays yeah. when they need to be made at the biggest times in football games. Yeah, that's a great point. Dedrick in Memphis, my friend, what do you got to say about what you saw last night between the Chiefs and the Eagles and also the future going forward involving both of these teams? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's going on, man? Man, not too much, man. Look, I think the Chiefs receiver is just as much of an issue as the Jets offensive line at the beginning of the season. I mean, it, they just can't be trusted. You can trust Patrick Mahomes, but when the game is on the line, he's going to hold the ball a tenth of a second longer because he don't trust those guys, and that's what's going to allow that sack to get there or that, that interception to be made. I just think they're not going to be able to make the play when you need them to make it. I can't disagree. Until I see a complete flip around when it comes to that, and now if you're anything in the NFL, you're saying, hmm, Let's make sure that Travis Kelsey doesn't do what Travis Kelsey has normally done. That's the game plan. Yeah, he wants to catch those four or five-yard ends, those six, seven-yard ends. So be it. We can't let him get us down the seam against that team. And I thought at times that it affected Patrick Mahomes. I go to the interception in the end zone. Give credit to Byard, who did a really good job undercutting the route. Mm-hmm. But normally that's a throw that Patrick Mahomes does not miss. He had Watson going towards the left side going towards the left side of the end zone and he threw it to where he was not supposed to be instead of throwing where he was supposed to be and then Byard gets the interception. I wonder how much of the fact that Mahomes like, look, I got to try to get these guys started. He saw somebody clear, got the football, made an ill-advised throw and Byard made him pay when it was all said and done keeping them out of the end zone. Another missed opportunity to get some points and they went zero in that situation and when Kelsey phoned the ball later on in the game, another zero time in the red zone for Kansas City. And I'm glad you brought that up because what I'm going to say when you already have that that deficiency at the wide receiver position, uh, your two best players offensively, they can't be making those mistakes, right? Patrick Mahomes can't throw that interception. Travis Kelsey can't fumble the ball in the red zone because mm-hmm. at worst, at worst, Freddie, mm-hmm. you're going to get three points from both of those trips down there, right? So yeah. that's six points right there. You lost by four. So at worst, if you just take care of the football, you're probably going to get field goals there. But instead, they were turnovers, um, and, and you didn't get any points. A lot of people are wondering, when you mentioned the Kansas City wide receivers being better, by getting extra work on the jugs machine. For those who don't know what that is, Harry, explain why that should be necessary for the Kansas City wide receivers to get extra work on that this way. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Watson, all those guys don't continue to fall victim to dropping the football when the ball is put right there by Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Chiefs. Yeah, so you get out there before practice, man, and you got a jugs machine, and you probably have about 20 balls in like in a – 
in a little bin that equipment manager manager shoots them out to you. So you're able to get a ton of catches uh, without a lot of work being done physically. Right. So as much as possible that you can get on the jugs machine, you need to get on it. You can catch them one hand. You can catch them right hand, left hand. You can catch them two hands. The Chiefs, they just need to catch them with two hands. Hell, we'll right. go one hand, left hand, yeah, right hand, steps. left hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> catch them with two hands. Just make sure you catch it. But you get as many reps as possible because it's muscle memory. Right. Yeah. And also confidence that you're catching the football and the jugs machines. Now, they, they come they come at you pretty hard. Yeah, now. It's two tires <laughs> spinning. Oh, yeah. You know, the two tires laid flat on a machine and they're spinning and they put the ball in between each time to spits it towards the wide receiver or spits it toward the running back or spits it toward the tight end. This is not something, by the way, this public service message from Freddie Come and Harry Douglas. Do not try this in your backyard thinking that's going to be okay. No, because if you don't have a helmet on, like mm-hmm. you, the foot, it would knock you out. So don't mm-hmm. try it at home. Yeah. Don't order, don't order a jugs machine. Absolutely. And thank you for to get in front of that jug machine yeah. and catch a football. Cause that first one that comes out, uh-huh. that first one is the one that's going to concuss you and knock you out. Yeah. You may think you're trying to impress your kids. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're calling 911 and an EMT. Someone please call 911. Dad? Dad? <laughs> Dad, mom, dad's knocked out again. You know, <laughs> believe me, do not think you can go into your backyard and think, I'm going to get the jugs machine and this will be fine. And they'll, next thing you know, he you're on the ground. Mess, he out there messing with the jugs machine again. I actually, I actually <laughs> have one. I actually have one at my house. Oh, really? I, yeah, I have one. Yep. Okay. Yep, I got still one at the there, house, you man. You still got to catch it once in a while? Yeah, I used to put my nephew in when my nephew was playing football. My okay. nephew lives with me now. He's in 11th grade. He's straight basketball now, though. But when he was doing football, like I, w- I would go out there and do the juggling machine with him. And yeah. I would also, those little drills that, I, that I'm talking about, right. yeah. I would do those with him in the yard of the driveway. Nice. Speaking of someone who played in the NFL wide receiver like Harry Douglas, our man Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL Allens, he's going to stop by to talk about the same thing Harry Douglas talked about and how much of that could have the Kansas City wide receivers not be victim of the drop seats anymore. He's going to stop by in 15 minutes and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio present about Progressive Insurance, insurance of motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We bring in our producer, Shannon Penn. We're going to do a little Achilles heel contenders and if it could keep them from being the team they're supposed to be or getting to the Super Bowl when it's all said and done. So, Shannon Penn, we don't know what you're going to throw at us. Yeah. We don't know what teams you're going to throw at us. No, we'll let you know whatever that Achilles heel is, and we'll let you know that is really concerned. Oh, no, 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 so no. You guys are the experts. I'm giving you the team. You just got to tell me what that Achilles heel is. Because oh, we all know the Kansas City. Oh, oh yeah, what, was I, what would I look like okay. out here? I don't catch balls on the jugs okay. machine. All right. I'm not, okay. I'm not out here running a deep post. I don't know anything or two about a comeback route. <laughs> Paul. No, about that no. Stuff. You, you just you riding the banana seat. You banana seat. I'm not out here chopping my feet. <laughs> you know, Ke- you know the Kelly Oki drills now. We're not doing that now. We're not doing that now. So Google look, that. so look, we thought we thought about this because we talked so much today about the Kansas City Chiefs and the wide receivers and that being a problem, an mm-hmm. Achilles heel of sorts for the Kansas City Chiefs and their Super Bowl hopes. So I'm going to give you a team. You give me what that Achilles heel is. All right, Freddie. Okay. Sounds good. All right, cool. We're going to stay in the AFC. The Baltimore Ravens. Their Achilles heel is that they haven't done it. And I wonder how much of that can keep them from being the team they believe they can be. Just like the old song of L.O. Cool J. I want to see if they can do it and do it and do it and well and doing it and doing it and doing it well. They haven't done it and done it and done it at all. So I want to see if finally Lamar Jackson, the best offense he's had since he's been in Baltimore, if they can be doing it and doing it and doing it well and have a deep playoff run in the AFC. Yeah, I think for me with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the ability to finish. Can you finish? 
And that not only in 2023 has that been something that was something in 2021, that was something in 2022. So can you finish when the opportunity presents itself? Because there's no problem with you going and getting leads. But can you keep those leads and finish and win those games that you're supposed to win? All right, Freddie, what's the Achilles heel for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Their ability to stop the run. I know they got a really good defense, but you can make plays on them. You can run the football on them. That's not just what the San Francisco 49ers were able to do against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not so much that they can't do it. It seems like you can run downhill on them. You can get some running plays on them. And teams that have that offensive line, they can make that happen. I worry about that. I know they're only giving up in terms of running the football only 87 yards per game. But teams that run the football on them showing the ability to do it, they've been able to strafe them for some yardage. I worry about that in key situations when they face better teams as they get closer and closer to the playoffs. I think for me, is the moment too big for them? Had a prime opportunity coming off a of bye week playing the San Francisco 49ers, laid an egg. I look at that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They had their opportunities. The moment was too big. Last year in the playoffs versus Kansas City, they had their moments. Moment was too big for them. Is the moment too big for the Jacksonville Jaguars? All right, Harry, the next team on the list, sticking with Uh-oh. the AFC, the Miami Dolphins. What's the Achilles heel for the Dolphins? Um. Hmm. When you're when they're facing a defense that can disrupt things that they want to do timing wise with their pass game, and you have a defense like the Kansas City Chiefs that can challenge those wide receivers, I think that could be the Achilles heel. My Achilles heel for them. Who's that guy not named Tyreek Hill that can make big plays in the passing game? Jalen Waddle has been injured, but Tyreek Hill has seventy nine catches. Jalen Waddle has forty four catches for three touchdowns. If teams have shown that Tyreek Hill, you're not going to beat us, then somebody else better be able to be that guy that can step up. I think that's the Achilles heel for the Miami Dolphins. They will run the football, Raheem Mostert and Devon Shane, if he can stay healthy. But who can be that second guy? As great as Tyreek Hill is, who's that Robin Hood's Batman that has to step up and be better? That could be their Achilles heel. All right, Freddie, what's the Achilles heel for the Cleveland Browns currently sitting at 7-3? and three? Quarterback, next. <laughs> Quarterback next. <laughs> move on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's move on to the NFC, Freddie. All right, what's the Achilles' heel for the Philadelphia Eagles? Staying healthy. That's. I think that's the only Achilles' heel because there's certain guys that are injured, like Dallas Goddard. We don't know when they're going to get him back, but he is really, really key. You may be able to survive that versus Kansas City, like they were last night. But they're going to run into other teams that defensively can scheme as well, like the San Francisco 49ers with their quickness and also the Dallas Cowboys. The longer he's out, that could be a problematic situation for Philadelphia. So not so much injuries, but an injury to that guy. And whenever he gets back, how effective can he be trying to bounce back from injury to be the force in the middle and in their running game when it comes to Dallas Goddard at the tight end position? I'm going to go defensive secondary slash third down defense. Now, what got lost last night was the Valdez Scantley actually getting open the way he got open. Also, yeah. I remember when Kansas City got a holding penalty and they were behind the sticks. Darius Slay got a pass interference call. So can this secondary be able to step up and make more plays? Um, the first touchdown by the Kansas City Chiefs, Kevin Byard was out of position. So this secondary, can those guys step up and be better? 
I'm sorry. I was I was uh, taking okay. all that information in while I was trying to drink some coffee. Okay. Well, oh, all right, here, here we go. Multitasking. Detroit, Li- Detroit Lions. What's the Achilles heel for the eight and two Lions? I'm gonna go the same thing that I said when it when it was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Is the moment too big? Mm-hmm. Because they haven't been there, right? So are things going to be too big for this football team when they actually get in certain spots? For me, uh, if it's a shootout, they seem not to win those games. And I worry about that. I know they've been able to outscore their teams. Lost to the Seahawks this year in a shootout. Yeah, you know exactly. They got the they got bowl raced by the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to be that moment where their defense, that's supposed to be a lot stouter than I've seen, is not stout. And can that happen in the playoffs? Their defense is decent. It should be better kind of talent they've been able to accumulate at all three levels. But you can make some plays on the Detroit Lions. I wonder how much of that will continue. That could be their Achilles heel to keep them from the Super Bowl. All right, a couple more. Freddie, what's the Achilles heel for the San Francisco 49ers? Everybody loves them now. They're Raymond. Everybody loves them again. Oh, you sound salty. I'm just saying. How about is? He's salty in the factory. Uh, Here's the Achilles heel for the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles. Until they actually beat them, that's their Achilles heel. The Eagles believe and know they can beat the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are talking about beating the Philadelphia Eagles. They haven't done it. So to me, that's their Achilles heel. The team in Philadelphia for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to go health. We know what this football team looks like when they're not healthy. Um, they lost three games in a row. That's because, A lot of that was because of certain key players weren't healthy on the football team or available. So I'm going to go health with the San Francisco 49ers. All right, cool. I thought you were going to say quarterback, but we'll move on. All right, Harry, last wow. one. Really the Dallas can't. Cowboys. What's the Achilles heel for the Dallas Cowboys at 7-3? I'm going to go with the inability to run the football effectively because at some point, and, and, and I understand their identity right now is putting the football into Dak Prescott's hand, but when it gets to a moment where you have to rush the football, yeah. can that offensive line beat that defensive line across from them and open and, and create avenues for Tony Pollard and company to be able to run through? To me, they're two Achilles heel. One, the state of the run game, stopping the run. You can make plays running the football in the Dallas Cowboys. And if you run to the Eagles or the 49ers or the Lions in the playoffs, all three of those teams can and will run the football down your throat. But to me, the biggest Achilles heel, their coach, Mike McCarthy. Uh-oh. If Mike McCarthy can get out of his way and get out of his quarterback's way and let that offense do its thing, then maybe, just maybe, the Cowboys will not be fodder for people who said, yeah, America's team had won a championship since 1996. To me, that may be the bigger Achilles heel for the Cowboys other than running the football effectively or stopping the run. Their coach, Mike McCarthy, his decision-making and calling plays will be very crucial whether the Cowboys survive in advance or be a potential one-and-done team when the playoffs get started. Harry Douglas, that's him. Freddie Cohen, that's me together on Freddie and Harry. We're going to go a little three wide. Harry played wide receiver in the NFL. I played wide receiver in college. We got one of our compadres who did both as well and talk about the Chiefs' problems at that position. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie coming together, being so fresh and so clean, clean on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. He knows Marquez Valding Scanling dropped that ball last night that could have given the Chiefs a lead and maybe the win over Philadelphia. He didn't try to explain it away. As a matter of fact, he was just being a leader. Yeah, I mean, I have no regret. I mean, they triple team Travis, so I went to the guy that was that one downfield, and Marquez won. We just didn't didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open, so uh, yeah, you just got to continue to to try to get better and better. Defense is keeping us in games, and if we can find a way to just get a little bit better as an offense, we're going to win a lot of these games. Kansas City wide receivers last night have five drops. They've had twenty six on the season. Like Harry Douglas, our man Andrew Hawkins is not just an ESPN NFL analyst; he also played wide receiver in the National Football League. Hit him on Twitter at Hawk. Now, Harry has an idea to remedy the drops of Chiefs wide receivers, Andrew. He says, hey, you just got to put in that work with the jugs machine, whatever you got to do. How would you remedy that situation involving the Chiefs wide receivers having 26 drops this season in the NFL? I absolutely think reps would, would, would absolutely help. I mean, Harry, you know, will tell you, we've gone through this in our professional careers at times. You get a case of the drops and you really got to work and process your way out of it. And what I mean by process is, and I mean, you put that amount of reps in on the jugs machine. You have somebody throw to you. Put yourself in a scenario and try to build your muscle memory as a professional. Now that, now that being said, I think the issue with the Chiefs wide receiver group specifically is a microcosm of a larger issue, and I think it's the absence of Eric Bieniemy. Now, I don't think him being there would fix everything, but everything you've heard about Eric Bieniemy as a coach, a standard that he demands. He is hard on his players, no matter if you are uh, a future Hall of Famer or you are an undrafted free agent practice squad player. There is a standard that he demands. And this receiver group is a very inexperienced overall group. You have a bunch of people that are are thrust into the spotlight um, and haven't had those long careers. 
the Chiefs had opportunity to add those receivers in the offseason. They elected not to. Um, but that being said, also the receiver coach is very inexperienced and very young in his career. And so it just feels like holistically with this offense and specifically this group, there is a kind of wanting to be led. There is wanting direction. There is wanting somebody to say like, hey, this is the way things are done. This is how you fix this. This is how you get out of this. And as it stands right now, they just don't have that. Hulk, I'm glad you brought that up because – and I'm not in Kansas City's building, um, so I'm just going off what I think, right? I, when you look at Andy Reid, Andy Reid's not the yelling type, right? Andy Reid is easygoing. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's not really the yelling type, and he's going to take the fall for it. But when you mention a guy like Eric Bieniemy. We all need that coach to, to tell you, <laughs> bruh, shut up. This is what you need to do. This is how it's going to be. And I do believe that that is missing in Kansas City because we all need it. I don't care if you're the best player on the team, you're in the middle of the pack, or you're the worst player on the team. You need that one person, whether it's a teammate or a coach, to keep things real with you and don't spare your feelings, Hawk. Absolutely. And I, I mean, exactly what you said, Harry. And, and from Tom Brady and Bill Pelichick, the list goes on and on. And I'm not saying I'm in this building either. I haven't spoken with anybody that says it, but this is what I see when I see this wide receiver unit. They know that they can't drop the football. They don't want to drop the football. We've been in that scenario. You're not trying to drop it. You know how big the moment is. You know that your team is dependent on you. You're trying to be accountable. The issue becomes when I'm in those rooms as a seven-year veteran or a nine-year professional football league veteran or Harry's in there as a 10-year vet, we're able to tell those young guys, like, hey, this is how you get out of this, and you don't have an option. This is how you do it. You spend this time after, after practice and you work the jugs and you get it out of your head because you can, you can so very clearly feel that this is now in the heads of those wide receivers. And doing that on a national spotlight has the potential to only make that work. Great stuff by Andrew Hawkins, like Harry Douglas, played in the NFL. Both guys are ESPN NFL analysts. Joining us here, Freddie and Harry, on ESPN Radio. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, they have the best record in the NFL at 9-1. and one. A lot of Eagles fans will tell you, man, they're just winning to get by. They're winning ugly. Andrew, what would you say to those Eagles fans who have that concern about a team that's not 1-9, they're 9-1? and one. Yeah, I think it's a position of luxury to be honest, because I, I would agree. When you watch their offense, even even against the Chiefs, they struggled mightily in the first half and even into the second half. That defensive line for the Chiefs was, was, was eating the Eagles' O-line lunch, and Jalen Hurts had no time. But that's been a common theme throughout the year. But then late in the game, when these games are close, their big-time players step up and make these plays. And to me, that signifies resilience. That signifies a good football team, because late in the year, when teams are fighting for playoff spots or when you are into the postseason – that is what NFL football is about. And this team, for me, is battle-tested. Now, if they can figure out some of those chemistry issues and some of that continuity that they need on the offensive side of the ball, they're going to be very scary. But to be able to do that, to your point, while you're sitting at 9-1, and one, come on, what are we complaining about? <laughs> now, Hulk, let's, let's get to Freddie's Jets, Sam Pierce, his Jets, do we have to? Zach Wilson. They didn't give him the boot. He's not even second team. He third string. He should be on no string. Now, looking at the Zach Wilson moving forward, do you think Zach Wilson should be on the Jets football roster in 2024? I mean, look, I, I, 
I'm not the GM, and I, I never like to fire coaches. I never like to cut players. But I can promise you this. Anytime you get a player, especially when it's drafted that high, you know, you want to make sure you give them every opportunity to succeed. You want to make sure you give them every opportunity to prove you right, prove you wrong, depending on where you are in that life cycle of your tenure with that squad. And I would say for Zach Wilson, we've seen enough. We've seen him with multiple OCs. We've seen him with different uh, kind of talent around him. And I'm not saying he's had the best offensive coordinator or the offensive scheme or strategy this year, but the reality is, like every player understands, you got to show me something. You have to show a trajectory that says, oh, you're developing in the right direction. Even Daniel Jones across the city over there, last year what he showed the Giants was that I am steadily getting better. And for them, it was enough for them to make an investment into his future, right? For Zach Wilson, I don't think we've seen that. And if that's the case, you know, you know this as well as anybody, Harry, there's, been, there's opportunities where you're like, okay, well, maybe a new change of scenery makes sense for both parties. I do feel like it's at that stage with the Jets. Speaking of new change of scenery, that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers did today when it comes to firing their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. The easy question is, why did it take so long? Why now? Andrew, what is your answer? You know, I think, number one, the organization is the most loyal organization in football. Um, so they, they, they don't make moves dictated on what the – Twitter says or what fan base says. It's just not how they operate. If that was the case, Tomlin would have been fired 10 times mm-hmm. by now. Um, but they understand they have the right head man. They're going to trust his, his, his decision-making. And I think also with back Canada, you know, like every offense that it struggles, you ask the question, is it the coordinator or is it the player? And then that becomes a very tough conversation to say, okay, well, you know, who are we riding with? And the reality is that the offense has struggled, and I would say this play calling does not bode well for Kenny Pickett and it did not fit his, his game plan. But there are plays out there, and there are times Kenny Pickett also has to play better. And I think that was the struggle um, as far as when and why they made the decision that they did. Hey, Hawk, I'll tell you, my, my receiver coach earlier in my career, he told me, boy, young players will get you fired. And, and what you just <laughs> talked about, like, I understand Matt Canada didn't do what he was supposed to do, but when there's wide open guys and Kenny Pickett is not hitting those guys wide open, that's the quarterback too. And then also, like, when you you had the football to go down to potentially win things last week and you don't look for your best offensive player and George Pickens not one time, Listen, the coach can call whatever you want to call. I, plenty of times, Matt Ryan now huddle, hey, Rod, I'm coming to you. Who? I'm coming to you, boss. <laughs> yep. I don't care what the yep. coach didn't call. And, and, and I had these same criticisms for Josh Allen before they fired Ken Dorsey. It's because late in the game when you need a play, I don't, it doesn't matter what you scheme up. You're one of the highest-paid quarterbacks. You're on the cover of Madden. You're supposed to be elite. You need a first down, you go to Stephon Diggs. It's a very simple process. Every good quarterback knows that. Now, I won't hold Kenny Pickett to that same standard, but to your point, Harry, it won't matter what coordinator's calling the plays. If you got two crossers and two options and one comes wide open and the other one also has a step, you gotta, you got to hit one of those. You have to be able to see past. The, the fray of what's going on behind, around you with the rush. Otherwise, that is a symptom of a quarterback not being where he needs to be. So I'm hoping with the new play caller, they can slow the game down for Kenny Pickett a little bit because I don't believe it was just the play calls and the, the, the schematic um, of the offense. 
He's a great follow on Twitter at Hawk. He joins us each and every Tuesday around this time. He is Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, always gracious with his time and great with his knowledge on Freddie and Harry. Hawk, always appreciate it, my friend. Have a great Thanksgiving with your family. Take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Likewise, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, by the way, you can always hit us on Twitter. You can wish us a happy Thanksgiving you wanted. Coleman ESPN, my handle, and HDougs83. That is Harry's handle. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. Speaking of Thanksgiving, because of our three producers of Charmaine Nameless, Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, and Samuel Pierce, we have another edition of Doing Too Much for Thanksgiving. And the sound here is Christine Lee, our sports and anchor, about to be really, really upset. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Moments coming up are why a lot of people look at Thanksgiving and say, certain people don't need to be around your Thanksgiving dinner table. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and I say your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I'm going to bring in one of our producers, who's our main name is Shannon Penn. Now, he started this, and Samuel Pierce and Devin Kane, our other two producers, are like, dude, this is why you can never be invited to our house for Thanksgiving. Uh-oh, how do wow. how do we get here? Shannon Penn, narrate the story. Yeah, so I'm on the internet or what have you, right? And then I saw this video posted of this lady who made a mac and cheese sweet potato pie. Oh, no. Sweet potato pie, awesome. Mac and cheese, savory. She mm. put them things together, put the cheese on top of it, no. melted it. Absolutely, I am here for it. Right. Mac and cheese, sweet potato pie. Okay. It's a no for me, dog. That's a no for Sam. Devin Kane, is that a no or yes for you? Why, why do we have to reinvent the wheel? Thank why? you. These Ooh, things are just perfectly fine separate. Thank you. If you want to mix them, because I, I mix it a little bit, you got to let them kith a little bit, you know? But just, yeah, you gotta have your put food it in touch. pie form. You got to have your food touch. You can't have what, what, what kind of Sam, what yeah. kind of kiss? What kind of kiss are you giving you it? You got to let it kiss. 
K-I-T-F. K-I-T-H. He's got Kith a little bit. And Fab, you appear on Kith. I'm saying I'm saying no on Kith. Wait, hold on. You said no, Harry? I thought you was dad. What's up? No, but I mean, listen, we we throw down over here. But I'm my mom, I think my mom makes the best sweet potato pies ever. Right, nice. I'm not taking a scoop of macaroni and cheese and dumping it on top of the sweet potato pie. There you go. I'm not doing that. I believe in, you know, I believe in desegregation in this country, but not when it comes <laughs> to food. There's certain things that need to be segregated and not equal. When I go to the dinner table, I know I got the candy yams or sweet potato on one side and the macaroni mm-hmm. and cheese on the other side. I don't want the twain meeting on my plate or in a pie. Come on now. I'm, I'm like, I'm like that too, Freddie. I, I don't like my food mixed up together. I, like, I, yeah. Yeah. I eat my food in sections too. So do I. And it drives my dad nuts to this day. <laughs> he still gets on me for eating my food one section at a time. It drives him crazy. See, what'd, you my, t- what'd you tell your dad? I'm a man. No, I don't say that. <laughs> not, not when he made the see, dinner. Not, see, I don't crazy. agree with that because if you oh. get the, the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and the dressing together. Nah, the, whoa, no, whoa, 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 no, whoa. Hold on. Whoa. that? Whoa. What the hell is stuffing? It's dressing. What stuffing? He means dressing. It's dressing? the same thing. Pecan pie? It's dressing. No, uh-uh. it's no, it's pecan pie. It's it pecan pie. Who's talking about some uh, pecan? pecan? Yeah, it's pecan. Just like when somebody said my aunt, I didn't realize your aunt was an insect. It's that aunt, my, that my auntie. That's my auntie right there. It's auntie, not auntie. We come auntie. from different worlds, guys. Yeah. Uh, obviously. Yeah, we live in this one. Where do you live? <laughs> obviously, Dale. <laughs> you talking about some damn stuffing? Obviously. <laughs> but you're right. We live in a different world. We, we, we live in this. Man. Right. We live in this one. Hey, Dev, you had that casserole popping on I mean, Dev. what are you doing? You had that green bean casserole, no, Dev. No, no, you, oh. you stuffed the turkey. Paul. Oh. You, 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 you both work for me. You don't dress the turkey. You stuff it. Both work for me. Okay, I'm Freddy, good with both. What you, stu- what you what you stuffing inside that turkey, dude? Stop starting trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you stuff it with his stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, really quick, are you guys gravy on dressing slash stuffing or not? Oh, yes, oh, sir. It's got to have gravy. Just want to make sure. Yeah, just want to because some people just have it without it. Oh, I, I can't eat dressing like that. I yeah, can't. Me neither. And, 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 and me neither. Yeah. My my mother in law, my mother, they make amazing yeah. dressing, but yeah. I have to have gravy on yeah. my dressing. Now, now I'll give you guys something. By the way, Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together with Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, and Samuel Pearson, Freddie and Harry, and ESPN Radio. I'll give you guys a dessert that you've probably never heard of before, but you wish you had. Uh oh, talk to us. My aunt Lucy Bell, one of my favorite people in the world, lives in Springfield, Massachusetts. She makes a caramel icing double layer cake. Ooh. I need it. Oh. Ooh, I need it in my life. <laughs> I want it in my life. My mother is so afraid to make it because she says, well, it's not going to be good as your aunt. I said, Mom, your caramel icing cake is really, really good. And she goes, when you got to do a Valhalla, you can't, you can't try to make cake the same way. Caramel Freddy, icing bars. double layer cake. I'll tell you this, Freddie. Yes. When, I, when I was playing with the Falcons, mm. um, our head chef, his mother, yeah. used to make me homemade pound cakes. Oh, the okay. best homemade pound oh, cake I've ever man. eaten in my life. What kind of cake? Homemade pound cake, baby. <laughs> you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> pound cake. What? Never mind. What? <laughs> Y'all got me? We sure did. 
You even doubled Dang, down. I sure did. Didn't <laughs> he tripled down, Freddie. He tripled. The rare triple down. <laughs> Can I get to the yams? Yeah, I don't know. Can you? Sweet yams. <laughs> <laughs> Can that pound cake get to them yams? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Keep weighing in on Twitter. Coleman ESPN and H. Douglas 83. Don't forget about the Dr. Pepper. Call in line at 888-729-3776. We both are the link of the inkling that Kansas City and Philadelphia would be in the Super Bowl again. Who could keep that from happening? Yams are always included on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.